Welcome to North Liberty Library's Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast, a series of universal talks gently guided by open hearts and open minds. Listen to ignite the light in you and to appreciate the light in others. Hello, I'm Kelly with North Liberty Library, and I thank you for joining us today on Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast. You can also catch Love, Light, and Lit on Facebook Live every Monday at 12 noon Central Time. Be sure to follow North Liberty Library on Facebook to get notifications. February is Black History Month, but at the African American Museum of Iowa in Cedar Rapids, celebrating Black history is every month. In 2023, the museum celebrated its 30th anniversary kicking off a year-long renovation project. AAMI was an organization that was started by a small group of parishioners at Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Since its inception in 1993, AAMI has showcased dozens of exhibits, survived a monumental flood, and is ready to reopen its doors to the public. Lanisha Cassell is the executive director of the African American Museum of Iowa. She is charged with overseeing operations, developing fundraising initiatives, expanding the museum's presence, cultivating partnerships, increasing visibility, and advancing the museum's programming. Today, Lanisha is going to chat with us about the recent renovations at the museum, along with updates on the institution's upcoming events and celebrations. Welcome, Lanisha. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Kelly. It's my pleasure to be back with you today. Yes, this is your third time on the podcast. I feel kind of at home, so I appreciate that. Welcome, the hospitality. Absolutely. We love having you on here. So first, I want to congratulate you and your esteemed staff on the museum's upcoming reopening. So how does that accomplishment make you and your staff feel? What are the feelings to finally get through this renovation? Well, thank you so much. And we're so excited. I can't tell you how good it feels to just even be able to right now to drive by the museum and see the transformation that has happened. We've been working on this project since the end of 2019 when the city first approached us about the pending flood control system, aka the flood wall. And so it's just been effort that has been a labor of love for all of us. Our small team is small but mighty, and uh, we've had great partnerships in and around the state, and particularly with our steering committee and our building committee, our board of directors, and our campaign chairman. So just a lot of great support locally and around the state for our project. Right. I know that not only as an African American and as a resident of Iowa, just as a fan of, you know, the glam industry, as we're called, galleries, libraries, arts, and museums, mm-hmm. I'm just so enthralled with what's going on at the library. But, you know, I had some inside information from you about the library, so I want you to recap for our listeners what all went into the building-wide renovations sure. and what can they expect to see? Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot of folks think that we have expanded, and it really has been a renovation project. So because of the flood control system impacting our entrance, we 
were able to relocate our entrance. So just moving our front doors from one side facing the bridge, now it's going to be facing Second Street, which is a lot more welcoming and inviting to the community. It's community facing. We have windows. We never had windows other than in our community space. The entire building has taken on a whole new look. We have new carpet, new paint, new lighting, new ceilings, new improved roof, a sprinkler system. Just the entire building has been transformed. And so that will be able to allow us to have a better delivery service in terms of being able to deliver our educational resources to our audiences across the state. So it's just been really making sure that the space is open and inviting. And that's really what we think we've achieved with the new look. You know, I'm excited to see it because when I think about the museum, I just feel like there was always such a potential. And that's maybe why people think the expansion was it. But it's really just doing, and that's what we do here at the library, doing the best with what you have Mm -hmm. and expanding within instead of out. So I'm excited for that. So yes. So what was the community support like in Cedar Rapids and even here in Johnson County? What was that support like? Did you find you had good support for these renovations? Yeah, we've had great support. We never really received any no's. It was more of a maybe not that much or over time. We have a lot of pledges that are multi-year pledges, which is just fine with us. We're happy about that. And as you know, our mission and our vision is statewide, which includes our board of directors. Mm -hmm. And so having that influence across the state, I think really helped us to be able to resonate with people in different communities, even though a lot of people might see us because we're physically located in Cedar Rapids Mm -hmm. as a Cedar Rapids or Eastern Iowa organization. But we really truly are statewide and make sure that we get into communities all over. Iowa City, Johnson County, and North Liberty has been really great locations, venues for us in these communities. One, we have a board member or two who are representing this part of the state, and we've gotten great support from Johnson County. So I think that it's been great. Awesome. Well, I want to shift gears from talking about the renovations to talking about what will be going on inside of the museum. So let's talk about events. I took a look at your website Mm -hmm. last week because, you know, I like to research before I have my guests on. (laughs) And I can already tell that 2024 is going to be a busy, busy season Mm -hmm. for the museum. Please share with our audience activities that you have Mm -hmm. coming up this year. Yeah, we've done a lot. And, you know, I think we really ramped up some of our programming and exhibit efforts during our closure, Mm -hmm. just so the people would know we were still here. So we haven't stopped. You know, we've been just as busy during our closure. And so in particular this month, we have a lot of different programs happening throughout Black History Month. We've partnered with WIN, which is Women in NAACP, which is a standing Mm -hmm. committee of the NAACP, to do some story times at a couple of libraries that are closer to Cedar Rapids. But we also are partnering with other institutions and organizations to do some programming around the Des Moines Black Panther Party, which that's a new program towards the end of 2023, and that's taken off. We've been requested that multiple times. We just had a genealogy program at the Cedar Rapids Museum of Art where our current exhibit is on display. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, Power and Impact is our current exhibit, which is on display at the Museum of Art through March 31st. So if people have not seen that, it's amazing. There's about 10 or 12 African-American artists from around the state whose pieces are on display at the Museum of Art. So that's been another really great partnership with us. In addition to multiple library partnerships, we're doing a program that talks about the Algona Brownies. A lot of people are familiar with the Buxton Wonders baseball team. Yes, yes. yes. I think that this one is one that we have just gotten a little bit more information about in the Algona Brownies program. We'll have a documentary and a discussion. So that's exciting. Another big program that we're happy to talk about, which will kick off Women's History Month, is Black Women Walking, which is a theatrical production that I know you're familiar with. I have a friend who's going to be in that. Candace Briggs. Shout out to Candace. Hello. So I think the cast includes at least four Iowans. So very excited about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've partnered with Kirkwood Community College to do that presentation. And so we're the presenters. And then it's got uh, several sponsors. And we're excited about that March 2nd and March 3rd 
at Kirkwood's Ballantyne Auditorium. And so that's really exciting. So many things coming up. We have a new exhibit that will open along with the museum when we open. As you mentioned, we're just celebrating 30 years. So this new exhibit will kind of be a timeline of the past 30 years of our exhibits. And that gives us time to get through our collection as we move back in and get prepared for our next official exhibit, which will get us back on schedule, which opens in October. And that's Racist Things, Hateful Imagery in the American Household. Mm. That'll be a very powerful exhibit, I think, as all of our exhibits have been. And so there's so many things happening. We're excited for new and unique partnerships across the state. And we have a lot on the horizon. You know, I really encourage, please visit blackiowa.org to get the full grasp of everything that Lanisha has just shared with us that's going on at the museum. So, Lanisha, tell us again when the official open date will be for the museum. We don't have an official open date yet. Our ribbon cutting is February 27th at 10 a.m. And that's open to the public. It will be outside, of course. And then we were shooting for mid-April, but, you know, construction is one of those things that you Mm -hmm. really don't always get a concrete date. So we haven't actually announced the official opening date. Mm -hmm. We're still hoping for April, but stay tuned. (laughs) Absolutely. So now while we await with bated breath the reopening of the museum, how can our listeners support the museum in the meantime? I know we have some exhibits that are in different Mm -hmm. places, including Mm -hmm. the Museum of Art. What are ways that we can continue to support you and the museum Mm -hmm. as we await the official opening? Well, thank you for asking. There's several ways, actually. So in addition to the exhibit you mentioned at the Museum of Art, we have lots of traveling resources. Our traveling exhibits are all booked out in February, but there's a lot of availability for them to be reserved after that. And we have about 13 different topics, including our redlining exhibit, which was the last exhibit we had before we closed, and that we were able to get sponsorship to create traveling versions. And we have two copies of those available right now. And then we have another traveling exhibit that is in the works for our Untangling the Roots on Black Hair. And then there's a third one, Driven by Hope, which was on migration and immigration. So those are three new traveling exhibits that we'll have available. And then, of course, all the programs we have going on all over the state, which I would definitely invite people to visit us at blackiowa.org and look at our calendar to see all the things that are coming up. In addition, in terms of direct support, we are still fundraising for the capital campaign for the renovation project. Although we're that close to being done, people can still make contributions to our Voices Inspiring Progress campaign online. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? I am just so happy you were here today, Lanisha. And you've already told us where we can find more information. Of course, listeners, if you check the show notes, you'll find blackiowa.org there. I'll also include some links directly to the traveling exhibits and special events happening at the museum. And of course, thank you so much, Lanisha, for joining us today. This is Kelly with Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast presented by North Liberty Library. Uh, Today we talked with Lanisha Cassell about the good stuff happening at the African American Museum of Iowa. Again, please be sure to check the show notes from today's episode to find out more about the work happening at the museum as well as resources. And of course, you can always visit our website at northlibertylibrary.org for additional programming and services. Thanks for listening. 